Wow, Jesus' sermon is all law, or at least this part of the Sermon on the Mount. It's obvious that Jesus didn't take a homiletics class here at the seminary. Let the gospel predominate. But before we begin to look for a gospel handle in this text, let's look at what Jesus does with the law. You have heard that it was said, a repeated phrase in the sermon, but here not predominantly used against the traditions of the Jews, but referring to the Ten Commandments. Now the Ten Commandments are not bad, they're not incomplete, but our understanding and practice is lacking. Jesus is sharing God's intent from the beginning more than mere actions, but a matter of the heart, affecting the whole person, our thoughts and attitudes, our words and actions, our character and lifestyle. But the law was never given to make us righteous. It cannot. Jesus is not saying, do this and you will become my disciples no more than God giving the Ten Commandments in the first place was so that the Israelites could become the people of God, a mistaken idea about the Old Testament and God's people. We are saved by grace through faith, and that's true for God's people of the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. In Exodus 20, where God first gave those commandments to Moses and the people of Israel, he begins by saying, I am the Lord your God who called you out of Egypt where you were slaves. The Israelites were already God's people because God had chosen them and called them and made them his own. Because they were his people, they were to reflect their God in how they lived with one another in the community and how they treated those outside the community. The same is true in our text this morning. Jesus is speaking primarily to his disciples, already chosen, <clears throat> already his by grace through faith. The Beatitudes that begin this Sermon on the Mount, <clears throat> we were reminded a few weeks ago that they are the promises of the kingdom, ours because we already are disciples by grace through faith in Jesus. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus says. You are the light of the world. Declarations that are true because Jesus makes it so. But we are part of the kingdom, disciples of Jesus, for a purpose, to live our lives to reflect the love and the forgiveness of Jesus that we have experienced to those around us, to be the presence of Jesus for everyone we meet, to be the love of Jesus with skin on it. Who we are as God's people <clears throat> affects how we live in every area of our life, in thought, attitude, word, and deed, 
in our work, in our community, in our marriages, in our homes. Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pull it out. Exaggeration? Yes. But realize the point. Don't let anything or anyone pull you away from Jesus and into sin. It's not our hands or our eyes that lead us to sin. It's a matter of the heart. From our hearts come evil thoughts, desires, and actions. It all starts in the heart. And following Jesus' advice, we need to cut out our heart. We need a heart transplant. And that's what Jesus does for us. He takes our hearts of stone and creates in us a new and a clean heart, a heart after God's own heart. We die on Jesus' operating table. We die to sin, drown in the waters of baptism, dying each day in repentance as we remember our baptism, and a new person comes forth. We have died with Christ, and we no longer live, but Christ lives in us. Yes, the law still shows us our sin and our shortcomings and leads us to the grace and mercy of Christ for forgiveness. Forgiven, we are also empowered to live, to reflect the life of Jesus in our lives. That too is by God's grace through faith in Jesus, with the power of his spirit living in us. The life we now live, we live by the power of him who died for us and rose again. It truly is a matter of the heart. Amen. We continue with our hymn.